I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Derek with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined today by Quentin Mayo. He will be joining me a little bit later from the Locked On Wizards podcast, as well as several other places. Isaac is too busy eating his mom's cooking, and that is not any kind of metaphor. He literally, his mom is in town, and so his mom's cooking for him, and good for him. Good for him. So, uh, But today we're going to talk about the uh, Mavs vs. Wizards game, preview that a little bit. We'll talk about some news, talk about Dennis Smith Jr. and his injury and all that stuff. And then we will uh, get to your get to a mailbag. We got a whole bunch of questions that I need to get out of the, <laughs> the hopper here before they get um, outdated. We got a bunch of voicemails as well as just regular tweets. Um, if you guys send us a tweet and it's a question, most likely I, I try to bookmark it and you know copy and paste it into a, a document and I'll keep them all there and address them on the podcast. So if, if we're not responding to all of your questions on Twitter, we try to respond to most things on Twitter, especially if you're being nice about it. <laughs> we try to, um, if we get questions like that, we, we answer them on the podcast. We try to answer them in mailbag form on the podcast. Give us more content that way. Um, yeah, because this uh, this we get paid for. We don't we don't get paid for Twitter. Not yet. We'll we'll get to Woj with hashtag ad eventually. We'll get we'll get there eventually, but not now. So that's what we're gonna get to. We'll talk to Quentin and as well we'll get to your voicemails and your questions. So here we go. But without further ado, let's get to Quentin Mayo. All right, and welcoming now from the Locked On Wizards podcast as well as several other places. He is T O Q M underscore on Twitter. It's Quentin Mayo. How you doing, Quentin? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. Glad you have me on. Uh, can't wait to talk some Mavs Wizards today. Are you Are you ready to talk Wizards basketball? Because it, it seems like <sighs> there's some there's some problems. There's some issues. So my first question: What's the biggest What's the biggest problem? What are you? I mean, they're they're two and seven. Mavs have the same record, so you could ask right. the same question to me. But what's the biggest problem in your opinion right now for the Wizards? The biggest problem is effort. It's effort. Um, this team is just not showing enough effort and starts from the top down. Even the coaching staff. Uh, Scott Brooks is not doing enough to you know, set these players up to score and to, to do things that this team is talented enough to do. And that trickles down to your stars. John Wall, Bradley Bill. They don't dive on the ground for, the, for loose balls. They don't get back on transition defense. One of the worst transition defense teams in the league. Um, came into the game against the Knicks, giving up 13.3 um, three-point three-pointers a game that's out of this world it's ridiculous every team that plays the Wizards can shoot the three so it starts with effort uh, especially on the defensive end and trickles over to the offensive end so it's it's all around a mess but hopefully they can clean it up I mean I don't get paid by them but I know they want to clean things up in DC yeah well when when the team is good it's good for us too you know yeah <laughs> It Absolutely, helps, it, makes it helps easy. podcast numbers for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you say that the teams are shooting really well against the uh, the Wizards. They're allowing right now, after I just checked it, thirty eight point four percent from three. That's twenty seventh in the league, and I think the Mavericks are tw- either twenty eighth, twenty ninth, or thirtieth because they're just allowing they're allowing so many teams to shoot uh, really well from three against them. And their defense is one of the worst in the league. The uh, Wizards are twenty eighth in defensive rating right now. They allow 120 points per game. So this is going to be – this game, to me, I feel like it's going to be a lot of who can score the most. Who's going to get to 130 first? 
<laughs> because right. both teams both teams are they have very similar issues. But we've heard a lot coming out of Wizards about their chemistry issues and and all that kind of stuff. The wall and, and Gortat stuff was talked about so much right. last year. It was they were you're going at it like publicly, which is kind of unheard of unless it's <sighs> on social media and not just like in the locker room after games. Is right. are the chemistry issues overblown? Is it it's just it's just the narrative that's coming out of Wizards camp, or is this actually something that people should look at? I th- I've always thought, um, me being a fan first and then coming over into like the media and analysis aspect of the team, I always thought the chemistry issues between Wall and Bill were overblown. Um, but then you start to really break down the games. You start to really look at the look at the sets and look how John is sometimes missing Bill or Bill is not giving that extra pass and just little things. You're like, well, you know, this is supposed to be such a dynamic one two punch. You know, why are you guys not on the same accord, especially as leaders and captains of the team? So um, I think it is a bit overblown, but I don't think it's non-existent. I think it's definitely some chemistry issues there. Um, I feel as though they thought getting rid of Gortat was just going to be the end-all, be-all in terms of, you know, all the dramas out the window. Um, we're back. We're good. We're good now. No issues. And then you start off like this. You know, issues start to become um, another another problem in that locker room. I mean, they lost every game except for one in Portland on the West Coast road trip. And they started taking shots at players. They're saying, you know, we're on our own agendas. And Wall and Bill were the only ones who said that. And the one that was making the most money and not saying anything was Otto Porter. So it's kind of like taking shots at everybody around them is wrong except for John Wall and Bradley Bill. So it's a lot of finger pointing. But I do I do think it's there. But I don't think it's as prominent as, you know, everybody else in the NBA looks at it as. Do Wizards fans and and even maybe even players on the Wizards, they hold Otto Porter to a higher standard because he's making the most on the team? Like, is that brought oh. up a lot? Absolutely. It's always brought up. I mean, he's a hundred million dollar man and some um, he's averaging what less than 10 points right now. So it's it's something you can't have. He's supposed to be the third, um, the third piece of the big three, quote unquote. Um, I know going into the season, it was okay. Well, Otto is decent. Paid him some money. Uh, He should be he should be good. Nobody wanted to trade him for. For John, um, for Jimmy Butler going into the season, and then after you know, five Wizards fans wouldn't even trade him for Jimmy Butler. They said no, we don't want those. We don't want wow. that drama on our team. We had enough, wow. you know. And then uh, quickly after five games of Otto Porter averaging like <laughs> nine point six, <laughs> and and now he's injured, and now he's coming back from an injury, which was pretty small. Now people are like, okay, you know, throw him out to the wolves and see what we can get for him. <laughs> throw him to the wolves, literally, <laughs> literally, the, the actual Lit- wolves. at the wolves, yes. <laughs> Um, so besides Otto Porter, who are Wizards fans blaming the most for this? Is it Ernie Grunfeld? Is it Scott Brooks? Is it John Wall? Who are they blaming the most? Um, I would probably go with Ernie Grunfeld, but I the thing about Ernie Grunfeld is that I mean he's been in office for 15 years. I mean he just got a secret con- contract extension that still hasn't been announced by the Wizards organization. He got an extra year. Um, so him, Danny Ainge, and I believe Pat Riley are like the longest tenure GMs. And, you know, one is like a couple are not like the other. Uh, um, all of them <laughs> yeah. have rings besides Ernie Grunfeld. So, I mean, he's clearly the the one to blame in terms of the fans perspective. But, I mean, it seems like nothing is being done about that. So, I guess the next level is people are taking to Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks has been known to have very talented players but not get the most out of them. I mean, look back at his days in OKC. He had three future um MVPs. MVPs on one team. Yeah. <laughs> Three MVPs on one team couldn't win a ring. Um, they specifically brought him to DC to lure Kevin Durant here. They didn't in- interview anybody else. And now you see the real flaws of Scott Brooks. I look back at an article done at 
think around 2013 that was saying like his strengths and his weaknesses. And it's the same thing, but worse now. He doesn't call plays. He has no real offensive philosophy and no control of the locker room. Well, look at the Wizards. It's the same thing same. over and over again. So, yeah, I think Scott is the guy. People are pointing at. Interesting. We're, we're hearing some of that with Mavericks fans and Rick Carlisle, which is kind of <laughs> it's a very different situation <laughs> yeah. on that end. Um, because he has actually shown that he has you know a track record and everything. So it's interesting, the, the coaching situation. They're both getting the same kind of blame, but with different track records. Yeah, I absolutely like Rick Carlisle. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that one. I think we could trade if y'all want to do something like that. We get <laughs> yeah. Rick, y'all get Scott Brooks, and I think everybody in DC would be just fine. I don't just know send, how I do uh, you guys in Dallas. Just send Bradley Beal with him, and we'll be okay. <laughs> no deal, absolutely no deal. <laughs> um, so the, the in my mentions a lot is like, okay, the Wizards are gonna blow it up eventually. The I think I even one of our one of my bold predictions with, was that the Wizards will blow it up this year. Mm. If they if the Wizards ever got to that point, let's say the the losing continues, mm-hmm. and if they were like, all right, we're gonna blow it up, who do they get rid of first, or who do they keep, Wall or Beal? Wow, wow, you got some you got some hard ones. Um, lately I've been seeing a lot of Bradley Beal trade packages flying flowing around on social media. From Wizards fans, like, not even from Wizards fans, just like other okay. fan bases that want yeah, <laughs> Beal, but nobody wants John Wall. Especially I think with I get that a contract. I get a Bradley Beal like, can we trade for Bradley Beal? Question in my mentions like every day. <laughs> Yeah, people people love Bradley Bill. I mean, why not? I mean, he's a he's a scorer, he's a creator, and uh, his contract doesn't implode into the supermax next year. So that's also something that Oof, helps. Man. So um, I think if you want to look at the realistic uh, situation, I I think it would be Bill first, just because of numbers and money. Um, nobody's going to take on Otto Porter's contract. I mean, that's obvious. Nobody's going to take John Wall's contract. That's very obvious. Unless it's a lot of you know decent. I don't know. It's gonna, a lot of logistics. But the Wizards aren't known to be able to, you know. Work, work any real decent trades to get compensated fairly and and win a trade or any any signing of that matter. So, I think it would be Bill first, just because he's not as dramatic, quote unquote, as John Wall. He doesn't have the track record of being a, a outspoken guy who's always beefing in the locker room. And uh, Bill's a shooter and he's a scorer. He's a guy that every team needs. Uh, not every team needs a John Wall as much as they need a Bradley Bill. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's fairly close, but I think Bradley Bill is the hotter commodity for teams around the league than John is. Yeah, especially since John Wall's being paid like $40 million in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and he, and he still can't shoot the three, but, you know, that's none of my business. Yeah, I went back and I was doing a story about Dennis Smith Jr. shooting, and a lot of people compare him to John Wall, and John Wall shot like 7% one year. <laughs> yeah, one year he literally could not. It, it was didn't the equivalent to... You should have just pulled a Ben Simmons and just not attempted them, especially coming in. It was terrible. That's so wild. I'm so glad Dennis is not going down that path. He's going down a different a different path for sure, but he's not, yeah. not going down. I love that. Dennis. I've been following Dennis for a, a long time. I mean, he was he's a he's a mixtape legend too. I do a lot yeah. of videos on YouTube and all that stuff and just seeing his bunnies and what he did at the Steph Curry camp. He's always been, you know, somebody that's been a, been on my radar. So I I love what I see out of Dennis and I think he has a bright future. Good, good, because not all Mavs fans agree with that as of, as of late. It could be worse. It could be worse. You could have overpaid players in on your team just starting off one in six or whatever it is. Is uh is Kelly Oubre still a guy that, that fans look for as somebody that can develop into a, a really good rotation player? Yeah, people love Kelly Oubre. I mean, he got his first start of the year last uh, last night against the Knicks because of Otto Porter's injury. And just from the jump, his his intensity on defense, he already has the look. He has the swag. He jumps out the gym. 
He has the hair. He has the smile. He sells tickets. Would he and, be the, uh, Would he be the most attractive like all star ever? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he's he gonna get all there? the fan votes. He's getting everything. <laughs> he's gonna be the star of All Star Weekend if he gets there. Um, but I mean, he's he just puts, he puts Al Horford's eye uh, eyelashes to shame. Oh, definitely puts them to shame. <laughs> uh, you have nothing on K- Ko at all. But um, K-O. people love to see him. He's he doesn't have the best offensive game, but what he lacks uh, on the offensive side of the ball, it picks up on defense and intensity. He's always he's scrappy. He's gonna do his best to stay in front of you. And then when he does get the opportunity, he's a high flyer. He's gonna try to put back every single dunk. You throw it up, he's gonna go get it. He just he's just a high energy guy. And if he can develop that jump shot, which we say about a lot of players um, in the NBA, if they can develop a jump shot. But if he could develop a consistent jump shot, his dribble, his pat is tighter this season. Um, he finishes at the rim well. He had a good stretch of three games um, in the West against some pretty difficult opponents where he was the only bright spot on a, uh, on, a on the Wizards team. So uh, fans definitely look for KO to do his thing. People are still trusting in him. And I suggested that he gets to start against the Mavs instead of um, Otto Porter coming off an injury. KO just did a great job, and Otto Porter just isn't, just hasn't been that guy. So um, who knows? I'm just I'm just Quinn Mayo on Twitter. So, but <laughs> if you see if you see Kelly Oubre starting, uh, I called it. There you go. He he called it first. Uh, yeah. Who would guard Luka, Luka Doncic right now on this team? Luka's been playing mostly the four, uh, a lot at the three, but he's kind of you know their best scoring wing player and. Who do you think would start on him? Probably Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre? Probably Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. I mean, he's just too too big and too physical for John and Brad anyway, and it's not, not the same position. Um, I would go Kelly. He's faster. He's more physical. He's more locked in on defense. Otto Porter is a little slower. Markeith Morris definitely wouldn't be able to stay in front of him. Like, I saw Luka do a step back the other day. Um, he loves that step back three from the left wing. Yeah, I'm like, it's My kind goodness. of his crutch right now. Yeah, yeah. but when, it, when, it's, when it's hidden... It's, it's nice. Oh, it's yeah. real nice. So he hit that a couple times. I'm like, it's no way in the world Marquee for Otto Porter staying in front of that. So probably Kelly Oubre, and that's why I look for Kelly two-star, just for that defensive aspect, because you're going to need him against some of these guys like Luka. Definitely. So uh, we talked about – we mentioned a trade earlier, and there's a lot of there's a lot of new guys on this Wizards team that have been talked about a lot. Uh, the Dwight Howard <laughs> signing has been talked about a ton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the trade with Austin Rivers – how how are they feeling about Austin Rivers? I thought he could be a nice addition to the to the Wizards. It could be you know a nice guard off the bench. They just haven't had anybody coming off the bench. And how's he been? This is supposed to be the deepest bench this team has had in the John Wall Bradley Beal era. Like that's what's that's what's been swirling around all offseason. And I got I bought into the hype as well. I mean, when you look at it, you replace uh, some of these guys. I can't even remember their names. That's how forgettable they are. <laughs> yeah. You got Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, you know, guys that, you know, Austin Rivers was statistically one of the best ISO basketball players in the league last year. And it's it's a weird name to throw into a very large group. Yeah. Jeff Green, championship pedigree, I guess. He played alongside uh, the LeBron James. <laughs> and um, so... And then Kelly Uber, another year, Sadoransky started a lot in John Wall's absence. This team has experience. They should get it done. But, I mean, Austin Rivers has just not been able to find his shot. I'm mean, At this point, when he's shooting a three-pointer, the crowd is, like, literally standing up like they won free Chick-fil-A. Like, they're so excited. He, when he makes one. <laughs> when he makes a three-pointer because he's just been so off. And it's it he hasn't found his rhythm. And Austin is one of those guys where his ego is so high. He's been a good basketball player for a very long time. Yeah. He's not he's not nervous or 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 um, shy to express his feelings. He's saying, look, I need to play better. I'm not used to this. 
But every night he says it, he goes out and he's he's only putting up four points here and he's one for six there and two for whatever there. So I, I think he can definitely get it get it going, but it's it's hard for him to get it going when he had he was getting a decent amount of minutes and now Scott Brooks is like, Well, it looks like everything is going downhill. We gotta start running our rotation with the stars more and now Austin Rivers' minutes are slowly decreasing. So if he's not getting that time and that and those minutes to, you know, get his game back to where he wants it to be, it's gonna be hard for him to find a rhythm in DC. Well, he knows he can always go back to the Clippers if he just <laughs> Open arms. He's always got a job. You've always got an opportunity, a job. Always has a job. Always. (laughs) What about what about Dwight Howard? I know it's only been what two games with him. Yeah. Um. But how's Dwight Howard? I mean, the the Wizards have been out rebounded pretty much every single game. Is he helping that area at all? Is he not totally washed? (laughs) I mean, I I thought. Initial reaction, I thought Dwight Howard was a great pickup. I mean, uh, this team, especially that was really hell-bent on moving on from Martin Gortat to get um, a guy that just wants to rebound and can also give you some scoring and some pick-and-roll, some high-flying. In principle, it sounds great. Um, His first game, I think he had three rebounds. Uh, Second game, he had 10 rebounds. That's the most rebounds from a player not named Otto Porter all season was 10 by Dwight Howard last night. So it's it's pretty bad. Um, He looks good. He looks decent. I mean, he's his offensive game is more developed than I, I thought and seeing it every night or these last two nights is kind of impressive. Don't get sucked in, Quentin. Quentin, don't get, I know, don't get sucked into the post-ups. I'm trying. <laughs> don't. Jump shots off. He's calling bank and making it. Like, what am I to do? This, it's impressive. <laughs> one, time um, in, one time in Dallas, he was with the, with the Hornets. So I guess this was last year. In, in shoot-around, I went to go interview Kemba, and I was sitting there waiting, and I saw, I watched Dwight Howard around the world from, from, from the three-point line hit every single shot, five shots exactly. all around. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the future. <laughs> he was shooting step-back threes and warm-ups yesterday. Like, how am I to ignore that? His trainer <laughs> said um, – we spoke to his trainer on um, – oh um, his introductory presser. We spoke to his trainer, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, um, he's been working on his jump shot. He wants to become more of a um, model his game after AD and Kevin Durant." And I said, "Wow, those are some names up there, Dwight." <laughs> this, um, you can't yes. model your game after somebody younger than you. I don't think either. Like, oh, there's yeah. mm, like there's a wrong. reason. There's a reason you can't do those things, and they can do those things. Yeah. So now he's shooting jump shots, and uh, yeah, AD, it's, Kevin Durant. it's 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 something, but. Um, in all seriousness, I think he does bring um, some help. He's just a big body down low. He's a yeah. bigger body, um, more skilled than Jan Mahimi or Jason Smith. And where you're comparing that as your like what's better scale, then I guess he tips it. But um, it's it's not just rebounding. This team just needs to show effort. I mean, Kelly Uber is the only one that jumps for rebounds, other than Dwight Howard, Wall, Bill, Markeith. I never see those them crash the board. So mm. it's going to be something to watch for, especially uh, tomorrow. Last question. You mentioned Jan Mahimi. Are Wizards fans, I know he's hilariously overpaid, but are Wizards fans being nice to NBA champion Jan Mahimi? Oh, don't try to throw NBA champion in there. He is like, Dallas Mavericks NBA champion Jan Mahimi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, to be completely honest, the the rave and rant around Jan Mahimi before the season started was at an all-time high. He was shooting... He dropped one video, uh, I believe Chase oh, Hughes. Oh, no, he had a workout video? I need to find this. You got to find a workout video from Chase Hughes, I believe. He was shooting corner threes. I think he shot 100 of them and made like 60. And and the NBA, and the Wizards' Twitter was going crazy. 
preseason. He had a really good preseason. He made it the corner three. Oh, he no. sh- attempted a step back, but he missed it. Airballed it. I know. Actually, went off the side of the backboard in the first game of the season. But he he was impressive. He was getting boards. He was doing his job. And then as soon as the regular season started, he just fell off. So uh, he went back to old Jan, and fans hate him all over again. <laughs> Poor Jan. He <laughs> hey, he still got that ring. Yeah, he got a ring. He still He's got fashionable it. as well. He owns a few businesses. There you go. All right, Quentin, thanks so much. Uh, plug anything that you want. Plug your Twitter. Plug your YouTube that you, you mentioned earlier. And uh, Lockdown Wizards, what else you got going on? Follow me on Twitter at T-O-Q-M underscore. I'm Lockdown Wizards as well. Shout out. I am on YouTube. Just type in Quentin Mayo. I should come up. And check out MayoPlease.com. It's my own personal haven for aspiring sports journalists that want to work on their craft podcasting um articles anything of that nature if you want to join just hit me up it's easy to contact me um all are welcome there you go pass the mayo mayo please mayo please there you go all right quentin thanks so much for joining us man absolutely there we go man <laughs> i'm still kind of laughing about the yan mahimi three like three point shot thing i found the video i'm gonna put it in the post with the um <laughs> With the locked with the uh, Mavs Moneyball post, so if you want to go look at that, go to Mavs Moneyball. Go to the Locked On Mavericks section, which is in the middle left of the page. You'll be able to find that it's its own section. Click on the first one, and it, you'll be able to see that video. Uh, it's one three, but he said apparently the report was that he made sixty five out of a hundred threes in a practice. That was the report. So. <laughs> Wizards fans getting all excited about Jan Mahimi. <laughs> that makes me laugh. So, all right, let's get to your questions. Um, from the 610, this is a uh, question about trade as well as from uh, the 214, Andrew, also talking about trade. So let's try to get all these trade questions all in the same area. So let's hear from uh, 610. I don't know who, what your name is. By the way, if you're going to leave a voicemail, you can uh, make sure to leave your name so that we know who it is. And then uh, 214 from Andrew. Let's hear from them now. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Love everything you're doing. Got a serious uh, trade question. Uh, the last four games, we have been burned by wing players. When are we going to trade? Hey, guys. This is Andrew Koss here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, love the show. been watching for, for almost a full year now, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing to hear every morning when I go to work. Quick question. Um, so with Wes and all the different stuff that we've seen so far this year, um, it seems like he's probably going to be a target to move the trade deadline as he was last year. I'm curious of y'all's thoughts of what type of deal that you think the Mavs could get for Wes, um, especially if he can kind of find his role in the team and you know, kind of be more effective and not have these late-game wonders like he did last night against the Lakers. So curious of those thoughts. Thanks, guys. Yeah, they're both valid questions. Um, a lot of talking, us talking about making a change for the Mavericks. We mentioned trades. Um, I don't really have like a specific trade that I'm thinking of right now. A lot of times early in the year, people seem – set on their wings and set on their you know who their players are and it takes a while to trade and guys can't be traded for a while if they signed a contract this summer they can't be traded until december and so you start to look down the line and wings are wings are in high demand right now um so you would i would imagine you could get something decent for wes but we we've said this how long have we said this three years (laughs) talking about trading wes for a decent package i just don't think it's gonna happen i i really man i I want to be able to find a good West trade and then the Mavericks actually be able to, you know, pull it off. But I just don't think the Mavericks are going to trade West. I think they value him as a veteran, as the guy that lights, you know, fire under this team, which apparently it's not working the last couple of games, obviously, because effort has been 
very low for this team right now, and that's kind of the biggest thing, especially defensively. And he seems to, you know, I did that whole video about his 10% plays, and all, without without all, all that being said, there's just other things that the Mavericks like about him that they'll keep. But if you start to look around the league and you start to say, okay, well, let's just go down the line. Let's go down alphabetical order and try to figure out what wings are available. Let's see. With Atlanta, you're not super interested in any of those guys. Bazemore could be a potential, but then you're talking about, well, I guess we'd have to trade Wes or Harrison just to make the contracts work. You look at the Celtics. They're not getting rid of any, any of their guys. You look at the uh, the Nets. The Nets are starting The Nets are starting Karis LeVert at three. He's been amazing for them. Karis LeVert is averaging like 24-4 for them, and uh, they're starting him at three, and they don't really have a backup. Crab has kind of been their backup. He's available, but he's also on that huge deal, so you're not super interested in Crab. You look at the Hornets. Uh, they have Batum, um, Bacon, Lamb, you know, Monk they're not getting rid of, so there's not super – I mean, I'm sure you could have MKG for a price. He's not the uh, – you know, the coach, Borrego, the coach there, is not super into him. Um, the Chicago Bulls, Justin Holiday with the Cavaliers, you're not interested in any of those guys. Corver has been mentioned in my mentions a couple times by people. Um, the Nuggets – they're not really getting ready into their, any of their guys. Uh, so you just start going. I mean, I just went through the, like the first, you know, 10 or whatever, 10 teams. And there's just not a lot of teams that are getting rid of or trying to shop their wings. They're, they're wanting more wings. They're needing more wings. Like the Pistons. Pistons, their wings are Reggie Bullock and, uh, and you know, Stanley Johnson. And Luke Kennard has been injured and in and out. And so you're just like, man, that team needs wings. And then the Nuggets, their, their wing depth is not super great. The Cavaliers obviously would love to get some wings. <laughs> you know, the the Bulls have been playing Jabari Parker at three. <laughs> you know, there's, there's all these teams that they need wings. It's just a position in the NBA right now that is is in high demand all over the place. Um, the the Miami Heat though they have a, a not a glut I guess, but they have some wings that have been coming out of the woodwork. Um, this guy Magruder, um, and then Derek Jones I think as well, and then Josh Richardson. They've been putting out there in the uh in the Jimmy Butler trade. Jimmy Butler's I mean, he's the only wing that's kind of available. It seems like, it seems like if you start looking down the line. Um the Pelicans obviously they need tons of wings. You look at the the Oklahoma City Thunder, they would love. I mean, they have Paul George obviously and they have um but man, they have Terrence Ferguson starting for a lot of a lot of games for them. That's not super ideal. <laughs> um yeah, there, there's just not a ton of wings available. Maybe later once teams try to, you know, figure out that they're not in the playoff hunt or anywhere close, like right now, the uh, the Wizards, who I just talked to Quentin Quentin Mayo about, they are two and seventeen that thinks that they're going to go to the playoffs because they made it last year. Maybe they'll get there, but maybe eventually through the season they'll be like, man, we really are not going to make the playoffs. And so then they start to, to re- redirect their what their plan is. A lot of teams are going to start to do stuff like that. Like is a team like Memphis? They're five and three right now, but are they going to stay that way? Maybe. But if they get one injury, a team like Sacramento, they're six and four. People are super excited about them right now. But if all of a sudden, you know, they start going back into Sacramento Kings' ways, you know, to one of the, one of their young guys become available, something to look out for. I don't think that that's possible. <laughs> I don't think that that's what's you know going to happen. But but teams like that will start to kind of course correct or go towards where they're actually going to be, and uh, you know, and and then. Uh, players will become more available at that point. So that's that's my whole point with that, is that eventually players will become more available as the season goes on. Right now, there's just not a lot of guys out there. So, All right, this next question is from Cole Bradley. This is on um, 
This is on Twitter. He said, love the pods, brothers. I was wondering how you felt about Harrison Barnes struggling early. Also, do you, how do you feel about maybe trading for Bradley Beal? This is one of the reasons why I brought it up with Quentin. Um, I don't think Bradley Beal is ever going to be available. I think they would trade John Wall before Bradley Beal. But if Bradley Beal is available and you can get him without getting rid of Luka, then sure, go for it. Take take a shot. Do it. Um, and it's And that's where this team is now. That's where the Mavericks are now, especially with trades. If you're looking at somebody who's available, before... With the Mavericks, it was like, well, you know, we'd have to keep Dennis. Can't can't trade Dennis. Well, you can't really trade Harrison because then what do you have after that? He's your, you know, he's your leader. He's your guy. Like, well, you know, you start going down the line. You're like, oh man, we got to keep some of these guys. Now with Luca, you're like, let's just let's get whoever we can get around Luca. Let's get, you know, we can fill in the rest of this roster if, if we have Luca and if we have somebody else next to him that you know that's really good or or Luca next to somebody. Maybe it's somebody better than Luca, and we would love that. I think Bradley Beal is better scorer than Luca right now for sure. Um. So that would be awesome to bring him in. Uh, how do I feel about it? I f- would feel awesome <laughs> about acquiring Bradley Beal. I just don't think he's available. Rich Hernandez on Twitter says, Jonathan Charks on the Ringer podcast, which <laughs> Isaac and I laughed at this question because we're both friends with Jonathan Charks. Like we're <laughs> We've been to his house and we've hung out with him. <laughs> and he's like introducing us to him. Uh, he lives in the Dallas area and he's a Dallas Mavericks fan. Um, he suggested a trade to help the Wizards. He said, Otto Porter for Harrison Barnes. That Porter is a better ball mover than Barnes and would fit Luka better. Thoughts? I think that everything that Quentin, Quentin Mayo just said really scares me about <laughs> bringing in Otto Porter. I'm not really excited about bringing in Otto Porter from everything that Quentin Mayo just said. So, uh, no, I would not want to do that. I still am in Harrison Barnes' camp. I still think he's a good player. He'll figure out this this new system. I think it'll all work out. Him and Luke are, are an odd fit as your your forwards, I guess, your wings. And uh, and it'll work out for them. I, I'm, I'm less concerned about Harrison between the four guys, between uh, – or the three guys that are having problems with, with Dennis, with Wes, and with Harrison. Those three guys fitting around Luka, I'm less concerned about Harrison Barnes than the other two. And here's a question from uh, from the three two five from Bradley. He has a a version of the uh, cut trade and or uh, the wave pay trade and wave game that I did the other day on the uh, the game pod. Hey guys, this is Bradley from Lubbock. I've got basketball's version of the F Mary Kill game, but instead it's the cut trade extend. So you have to cut one, trade one, extend one of the following. All right, so cut, trade, or extend Dennis, DeAndre Jordan, Harrison Barnes. Thanks, guys. Raccoon Squad. Raccoon Squad, getting in there at the end. Um, Between the three, if I had to just pick quickly, I would trade Dennis, I would cut DeAndre, and I would extend Harrison Barnes right now. That's, I think, where I would be. That's where I am right now. That's tough. But I think Dennis would probably have the best trade value. Because he's on the uh, the lowest deal, he the the thing is, and and th- just because I say that doesn't mean I'm giving up on Dennis. Because I picked trade Dennis, there's different reasons. If you're just doing it in a vacuum, trade Dennis, cut DeAndre, extend Harrison Barnes. The only, the only reason why I would trade Dennis right off the bat is because he's the most valuable of those players. I think. I think that Dennis still has the most upside. Obviously, 20, 21 years old, and he's under contract. He's a rookie deal, and uh, and you know. Teams will get teams get enamored by young players like that, and will give up stuff for him. And uh, and he fits around Luca the worst out of those three, I think. So that's what that's what I would do. I would cut DeAndre because because he stole Luca Doncic's rebound, and how dare he do that? No, I would cut him because he's a free agent after this year, and so you're essentially just cutting him for what 
you know, 70 games, <laughs> 72 games. Then I would extend Harrison Barnes because I do think that he has to be a big part of this Mavericks future. I think that um, as like a solid foundation, you know, veteran player, I think he's a, he's a player that a lot of teams would want to have. I went down the line of all those teams where, you know, like, oh, where could we get a wing from some of these teams? All those teams would take Harrison Barnes, <laughs> except maybe the Celtics and... Yeah, no, all those teams that I that I mentioned at the at the top would take Harrison Barnes if they could get him on their team for sure. So there you go. That's how I feel about the uh, the cut trade and extend. About that, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I have a ton more voicemails. Hopefully, we'll be getting to them in the future. Um, I just decided I wanted to get on um, Quentin Mayo to talk about the Wizards. I was really interested to hear about the Wizards, and so we will get more of your questions in later. And I hope that the Mavericks get a win tonight. I really do. I hope they win against the Wizards because if not, this will be a very sad podcast. You won't be getting fiery, Isaac. You'll getting up. You'll be getting upset, Isaac. And that's not that's not an Isaac that we really want. So, so uh, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.